Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Chatty Fox Conversations with the 20-something with me, Melissa, a 20-something. Thank you guys for tuning in again to listen to another episode. It's a solo one today. It's just me and sorry if my voice sounds a little ronca. I literally just recovered from COVID, and but I'm, I still have a little bit of a sore throat. But I was like, you know what? I'm negative now. I feel good. I can drink some wine now. So I was like, you know what? Let me just record an episode today. So I was like, let me just do it while I drink. Or I wanted to open a new bottle, actually, that I had here for a while. And I'm so excited to open it. I've been wanting to open it for a while. Before I get into today's topic and the whole wine lesson, I'm just going to go ahead and open it right now before I tell you which bottle it is. I I just I'm barely getting over this sickness and I just I'm slowly wanting to get back to it because it's it's been rough this time I got COVID before and the first time I got it was in 2020 in like around Christmas time when everyone was getting it and it wasn't that bad like honestly I think I was feeling symptoms for like one day and then when I actually tested positive like I was fine So I was quarantining and like I was feeling fine while I was quarantining. But this time, dude, this time was rough. I literally felt like I got hit by a truck. I seriously got the works. I got sore throat, cough. I'm not sure if I had a fever. I didn't really look at that or like test it, but I felt it. I like I I feel like I had a fever, a headache. My body aches were like through the roof. And I actually, I think I did have some chest tightness. Like I, I remember like a moment thinking like, oh my God, like I think, I think I'm having trouble breathing, <laughs> but I'm okay now. I'm okay now. That, that was just like a, the past four days I was feeling like that. And honestly, looking back at it, I think I was sick for a whole like two weeks. Um, and I, and I feel kind of bad because I had just gone to Vegas for my friend Carla. Shout out Carla. It, it was her birthday trip to Vegas. And honestly, I think I had COVID then. Honestly, I think I did. I tested negative before I left though. But I was sick. And then when I came back the day after I tested positive. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but thankfully, no one that I know of as of yet has gotten it from that trip. So I was not a super spreader don't go canceling me the public health major is not a public health menace (laughs) honestly that trip was fun it was worth it to me (laughs) like i that was the first time i went to a pool party that was really fun overpriced the drinks were overpriced so thankfully thankfully for girls you know you get two free drinks what a time to be alive and be a girl so but obviously those two drinks went by fast so once we were like okay you know what let's get another one tell me why they were almost 60 bucks for a drink i was like what the fuck like and i didn't pregame so i guess my advice for next time if you're planning on going to pregame before even if it's like too early or if you're hungover trust me it's better than paying 60 bucks and those two two free drinks for ladies are gonna go by so fast um but yeah so that was fun we went we actually went i don't know what the pool party or the pool was called but we went to the new um, casino that opened up. I'm not sure if you guys know. I think it's called Resorts Hotel. 
Um, that was a nice hotel. It was nice, and it's brand new. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, but yeah, so I don't regret that trip. It was super fun. Another highlight of that trip, besides it being Carla's birthday, obviously the the Leo celebration. We had a birthday dinner for her. I also went on the high roller. And another thing that I will say, if you're gonna go to Vegas. Get the high, get the high roller ticket, the one with the bar. Just just do it, even if it's expensive. It's sixty eight bucks, but honestly, it's worth it because if you get the other one, which is like um, the regular pod during the day, it's forty five, I think, um, or it's I think forty eight. So it's exactly twenty dollars cheaper. But honestly, like a drink in Vegas is gonna be twenty dollars anyway. But with the bar, dude, dude, I. <laughs> allegedly i drank 11 drinks in the bar allegedly i don't think that's true i think i drank six or seven but dude the bartenders they go ham they're really nice too and we were lucky enough to be on the last pod because we barely made it i booked it i was like guys i paid 68 bucks for this i'm going on this high roller so we got there just in time we got there because uh, it closes, I think the last one's at 11.30 and we got there at 11.20. And we lucked out because we got the pod to ourselves. I think usually they just pack in as many people in the bar pod as possible. But do we got the pod to ourselves. So that was nice. A good experience. 10 out of 10. I didn't have to drink anywhere else after that. So I got my money's worth. And I was safe too. I, I did not wake up with the real bad hangover because it was technically early in vegas time that i got drunk so by the time i went to sleep it was the buzz wasn't that bad um but yeah that was a little snippet of my covid experience in vegas <laughs> so basically the vegas trip was fun 10 out of 10 the covid i got from it was not fun that was a negative negative one out of 10 because this this time around i got it pretty bad and obviously it's still lingering even though i'm negative uh, as of yesterday but i don't believe it because the day before i was positive on the pcr so i don't know i don't know but whatever i i feel fine so let's just get on to the wine segment so like i said i was excited to open this wine because i've had it here for a while and if you don't know me or if you don't follow me on instagram I went to Napa Valley for my first time a few months ago. And so that's where this bottle's from. And not only is it special because it's from Napa Valley, but if you're a sister sister fan, you already know where I'm getting at. This is Tamara Maori's wine. Specifically, the the name, the brand is Housley's Century Oak Winery. And if you don't know Tamara Maori, she's married to a guy named adam housley and he's the one that owned this winery or his family and obviously she's married into it so she helps out with the business too but basically this is their wine and sadly i did not meet her when i went i did ask for her but when i went to her wine bar i i want to say i don't think where i went was her winery because her winery is in another part of northern california but in downtown Napa, I think it's just a tasting room. So that's where I went. And I actually met her husband, Adam Housley. Um, funny story, I was already buzzing at this time because her tasting room was the last stop. 
And so right when he came, tell me why I literally asked for her. I was like, where's Tamara? And then another funny thing was that uh, he was, because he was really nice. He was going around talking to everyone. And when he got to, like, I think when he went to every table, he was talking about, like, how his, he owned, I don't know if he owns the soccer team or if everyone working at the tasting room is in a soccer team. But they basically were closing early because they had a soccer game later. Um, and I follow him or I follow all of them on Instagram, her, her and him. And they have kids in like a mini league of their soccer team <laughs> and I sounded like such a creep because I was buzzing and I literally was like oh my god like is your son Aiden in the soccer team <laughs> he's probably like bitch how do you know my son's name but anyway that was my experience at her wine tasting room and it was a cute tasting room honestly I might post pictures of it when I post this episode um it was a really cute room all the workers were really nice as well like they make conversation with everyone and the my favorite part too um was that they're really affordable like the tastings average in napa everywhere else is like 50 bucks but for theirs it's 20 and it's for a good pour like five of them and that's cheap for napa like the other places i went to before they were it was like 50 and i had to split it with my boyfriend and those pours are not big and if you get a glass like I bought a glass too. I think it was cheaper. I think it was like 10 or 15 if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I really like them even when you buy a bottle. This bottle, the one I'm drinking right now, it was 20 bucks. 20 bucks in Napa. Do you know how much the other bottle of wine that I bought in Napa was? 80 bucks. And like they're, they're, there's no size difference. They're literally the same type of wine too. They're both red wines still 80 bucks the fuck like anyway other than that i really i really had a good time also side note right now i'm trying to upload my biggest pictures on instagram and they're not uploading how fucking rude instagram i don't know if that's like a if that happens to anyone else but it it took hours saying that's loading and now it's saying that it it couldn't load and I don't know if it's because I, I put videos in it, too. But I don't know. Like, it's been happening a lot lately. But anyway, so back to the wine. Like I said, this is called Housley Century Oak Winery. And it's, um, well, that's a winery. That's what it's called. And it's called Adam and Tamara's 2018 Field Blend Red Wine. So I, I, I chose this one because it has both of their names. And I thought it was really cute. So it's literally like their blend so in the back of the bottle it says that it's a blend of cabernet sauvignon old zin and petite syrah so let's give it a little sniff i actually i actually tried it already during their like tasting but i forgot obviously because i was pretty tipsy but it smells pretty good it smells pretty smooth too and like i said please remember this is 20 bucks and from napa valley and it smells really smooth like i know there's some wines that are cheap and they smell like really strong already so automatically when i taste it i get a hint of chocolate yeah it's like a very smooth like chocolatey i don't really taste berries it's not like fruity i guess it's more like a like the same aftertaste when you bite into dark chocolate that's kind of like what i taste in this one i really like it 
I give it a 9 out of 10. It's really good. I might eat it or drink it with chocolate later. Oh, I didn't even say like the alcohol percentage. Uh, let's see. It says it's 14.9%. That's pretty high. So we'll see how, how this one glass makes me feel after. So this is a pretty high alcohol per volume blend. And like I said, I rated it a 9 out of 10. It was pretty good. I didn't taste berries. It was more like chocolate to me. And to end this tasting, if I was to say this wine was like a person or memory, I'm going to go with person. I think, I can't think of anyone specifically, but I think it would be like a, like a nice dressed businessman with like some nice smelling cologne, freshly shaved beard, and like a suit, you know, like he's going to he's going to work, he's dressed up to his finest clothes, then after work he goes to the bar to like have some drinks with his friends after work, but he's still in his work clothes. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's kind of like what the taste reminded me of cuz it's so like like it's like I said it's not fruity, it's like chocolatey, seductive, like soft you know so that was my little my little descriptor for the wine but now before we get into today's topic i haven't even mentioned it yet but i mean it says it in the title i wanted to switch up the little wine segment today um because i know you know not everyone is interested in learning about wine maybe you don't care or maybe you don't know what i'm talking about and also sometimes I don't have time to like thoroughly research things. So today's little wine segment is more like a, it's not a wine lesson. It's more like a wine recommendations corner. So I'm thinking like in some episodes, instead of giving like a lesson, I'll just give like some like three or five recommendations for like either a certain wine or from a certain store. Um, You know, just in case if like, you know, you don't know anything about wine, but you want to know like exactly what I would recommend at a store or if you're like shopping for someone. So that's what I'm going to do today. Today's wine recommendation corner is Trader Joe's wine. Of course, I had to pick Trader Joe's for the first one because when I was working at my old job, I went to Trader Joe's every day. Every day I would walk around their wine I actually haven't been there in months. I'm so sad because it's kind of far. It's not that close to me. It's not like it's a five-minute drive. I have to drive like a good 15 minutes to get to Trader Joe's, maybe more, the closest one. And I went there every day when I was working at my old job because it was right there. So I had a lot of good fun walking the wine aisles and kind of, and I got most of my wine from there. Um, Because they are pretty affordable, although my recent realization or discovery is that Aldi has more affordable wine, which I might get into in another episode once I shop there more. But again, that's also pretty far for me. But last time I went to that that bottle that I drank with Mariel in her episode was like three bucks. Like you can't beat that. And it was pretty good. So like, let's get into it. Let's Let's see my top five wine recommendations from Trader Joe's. So first and foremost, number one is this sparkling rosé called Opaline. And I always, I always recommend this to everyone because I feel like this is a good one, whether you like wine or not. It's sparkling, it's light, it's a rosé. And 
I, I it's not too bitter it's not too sweet i feel like it's a really good wine for everyone and it's affordable it's eight dollars and every time i see it at trader Joe's, it has that big sticker that says cruise pick so you already know it's good and honestly i think i'm gonna post pictures of all the wines i mentioned with this post because just so you can like see how it looks like i feel like that would make a better or make it easier for you to find it if that makes sense and the second one i recommend is a red and i've had it on the podcast before on my birthday episode it's a garnache and it's called la soriente and it's a like i mean just listen to my birthday episode i really liked it it was smooth it's a good red wine and it's cheap too i think it was about seven bucks so you can't beat that and the bottle looks pretty cool that's what attracted to me or attract attracted me to the bottle in the first place so that one is nice it's a good pick if you like like red dry reds and number three number three is a canned wine it's it's chic i think it's chic it's colorful it's like a good girly drink or you know with friends like at a pool that's the kind of vibe that i would drink this wine with and this canned wine is called simpler wines and it comes in a pack of four and there's different flavors i don't recommend the peach one i think the peach one comes in like a orangey yellow package i personally recommend the rosé the pink one it's not too dry and it's not too sweet and i just think it's really refreshing and like i said it comes in a pack of four and for a pack of four it's five dollars so it's a little a little over a dollar each but they're pretty strong i think like i would drink one and i felt i felt pretty like you would feel it after one but it's it's a cute like package i think and i think that's a good pick if like you're just looking for like something to drink by the pool just like a can if you know if you're not into white claws maybe this would be a good pick and honestly shout out to my friend aaron at aaron con leche on instagram <laughs> like i know he likes these too i saw them in his fridge and he showed them to me and they're bomb and he knows it aaron knows good stuff so if i can't convince you aaron can convince you now my fourth pick I wanted to pick a champagne for this category. I know the first one is a sparkling wine, but this one, I wanted to choose a champagne that you can either drink like as a, with a mimosa or like just sparkling like a champagne by itself. And that one I pick, I don't, I don't even know how to say it. I think it's Freixenet Gordon Negro Brut. And I mean, it's easy to spot. It's in a matte black bottle. And it's a, sh a champagne, so it's it's it has like a like those corks that you pop. And honestly, this one's really good. It's affordable. It's nine dollars, I think. But I remember I tried it for work. Like I think I was buying it for like as a Christmas gift for people. And I bought it for the office, and I tried it a little bit, and it was pretty good. Like for nine dollars, you you can't even tell that it's champagne. Or like you can't tell if it's like cheap champagne or expensive, in my opinion. So I think it's a good one, even for Ramosa. So you don't have to spend like a lot of money, you know, because I know champagne costs a lot of money. And I would rather spend on cheap champagne for Ramosas. And this one, 
is not only cheap, but it's good. Like it won't give you a really bad hangover, or at least it didn't for me when I drank it by itself. So that's the one I recommend for popping a bottle because it looks cute too. And lastly, for my last recommendation, I wanted to pick a sweet wine for my sweet girlies out there who like sweet wines. You know, like I mentioned before, I don't usually gravitate towards sweet, but I know a lot of people who do. So I have bought my mom wine here because my mom likes sweet wines. And my favorite and her favorite too, or she liked it too, it's called Love Olivia Wines. And I believe they have two flavors. They have watermelon and peach. And they're very cheap. They're $4 as well. And like I said, my mom loved it. They, she really liked it and she's really into sweet wine. So I really think if you're a sweet wine girly and you don't want anything dry, you rather get something refreshing, you can chill these too. I really recommend these. They're really affordable and they should be really popping right now. Like they're usually out around like the summer time because Trader Joe's always has like watermelon stuff out right now. So that one's my favorite, the watermelon one. So I really recommend that one. And it's so funny because I have a little funny anecdote about this wine because like I said, it's really cheap. And at my old job, just again, to add on to why I hated that place, um, they were thinking about giving, you know, employees gifts for Employee Appreciation Day. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, like, you know, probably a gift card or like, you know, something nice. And they gave everyone this bottle of wine. This bottle of wine is $4, dude. And it was only three employees, like in our office. It's not a lot. Actually, to be fair, it was there's more employees, but, you know, there's favorites in that company. So they only wanted to give like the front office gifts during that day i think it was like i don't know i think it was employee appreciation day or like front office i don't know they didn't give me anything but they gave them this bottle of wine like just like that and then they wrapped it up with like a little recess cup on top or some shit like that and i was like really like not even a gift card like come on or not even a better looking wine because it's like i said it's four dollars it doesn't look nice you know like a gift it's it's just a simple it, it's like stella like you know like that's a it would look nice but you know as like a gift from a boss who makes millions of dollars come on come on anyway um to, what a nice way to wrap up my wine part of this episode thank you for sticking around hopefully you if you try these wines let me know make sure that you post them on the instagram or just tag me let me know if you liked it or not or if you found another recommendation in trader joe's and i can shout that out too honestly like i would appreciate that support or like that interaction i really like seeing other people talk about wine too because like and if they credit it to me i feel like that's really cool so yeah i hope you enjoyed my recommendations and before I get into today's topic, let's take a little wine break and we'll be right back. So we're back and I did not say today's topic yet, but today I wanted to talk about, oh my god, sorry, <laughs> sorry if you hear my mom's coughing, um, sadly 
unfortunately, due to unfortunate circumstances, <laughs> I'm sorry, she's still coughing in the background. She has COVID too. Thanks to me. You're welcome. <laughs> but she she's okay. She's okay. She's honestly at the end of it too. Like, I think she, I don't know if she's still positive because she hasn't tested today. But to me, it looks, she looks way better than she did. So, you know, don't worry about my mom. I think she's getting over it. She's at that stage where she's coughing up phlegm. And that's good if you're sick, like to cough up phlegm. That means you're almost done. You're getting the, the gunk out, you know, whatever. But anyway, sorry if you hear that in the background. Um, the, the struggles of podcasting in a family home <laughs> with, I mean, I can podcast in my room, but it's hot in there. So I came to the dining room. But anyway, I'm already almost 30 minutes in this episode and I haven't even talked about my topic. Okay, today I wanted to talk about people pleasing and respecting your boundaries. And what inspired me to talk about this certain topic was this Twitter thread that I found randomly, like it just came up. And it was by at Gaialect, at G-A-I-A-L. E C T. I think it's gay elect. I don't know, but but this Twitter thread in specific really like spoke out to me when I saw it, and I really wanted to make this a podcast topic because I feel like it's very relatable. One and two, I feel like it's something that not a lot of people like notice or recognize that it's happening to them, and me too. Like when I read the the thread I didn't like I was still kind of like navigating it and like taking it all in and not realizing that that was or my sense of people pleasing connected to what the thread talked about so I wanted to talk about that in my perspective with this episode in hopes of like maybe it can enlighten someone or if you have anything that you want to chime in about like you can comment on the Instagram post or just message me like, I feel like this is really relatable and I hope that you guys can find some side of some sort of insight on this. Um, so I do want to read some parts of the tweet thread and my thought process of what went through my head when I read it and why I resonated with it. Basically, this thread started because this person wanted to reflect on why they have like a lot of people pleasing tendencies and I do too, but I honestly, ever since I can remember in elementary school, I always wanted to people please. I always thought about what people thought about me, how I came off to them, how I presented myself to them, and I always worried. Like I think a lot of my anxiety came from not pleasing them or like what would happen if I don't please them, if I don't show up to my potential or to their potential i think my mindset what i came to recognize was a lot about the other person and not me so i always thought about like what if they get mad or what if they don't like this or what if they take it the wrong way and i feel like that's very toxic to yourself in my opinion and what i'm trying to work on still as a 20 or mid 20 late 20 something girl it's something that's really hard honestly to get past and 
when I kept reading this thread, this girl talked about how she realized that her people-pleasing tendencies, I'm, I'm saying it's a girl, actually. I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm going to just say they. I, I gendered this person. I'm sorry. I don't even know if it's a girl. But this person said they reflected on their people-pleasing tendencies and realized that it came because of when they were growing up, they always saw their parents fight and argue all the time with no resolution. And this, in turn made them avoidant and feared like to either have the same reality or feared of that type of conflict in their life with another person and just and that was just the first sentence of the thread and automatically I resonated with it like I I'm gonna get a little personal I grew up with my parents fighting all the time all the time I was very young so I don't remember all of them because I was that young but the ones I do remember like were pretty bad a and b I remember always feeling anxious when they would fight because I mean I still haven't really directly talked to a therapist about this but instantly back then my reaction to like seeing conflict between my parents was wanting to throw up (laughs) like i i know i think that's the first time i like came out about that but that was that was my first instinct like when i was little was that i got so anxious to the point where i would throw up because i was i don't know if it was maybe because i was scared or maybe just the anxiety was too much to handle for like a little kid because i was like i said i was little i don't I don't even think I was in elementary. I think I was in kinder or first grade. But yeah, so I think that was like my coping, not coping, but like my fight or flight, basically. And I would always be scared. And it was just an overwhelming feeling. And it was something that I really don't want to ever go through again, which is why I resonated with it a lot. Because I was like, you know what? I will do anything in my power to not be like part of a conflict like that. So that's why I got hooked on this thread. Because I was like, wait, like those two are connected. Because I did not know that how, why those two things would be connected. And then I read on and this person said, and I quote, at home, my feelings were being hurt for no reason. And I get that because it literally was not their fault. It was, there was no, I guess like what they were trying to say was that it was hurting their feelings, but there was like no reason in between them and their parents, you know? And I felt the same way because, you know, my feelings were hurt when I would see these things happen. Like, you know, I remember thinking like, why is this happening? I don't understand. Is there a way to stop it? I feel like maybe that has a lot to do or maybe it influenced my tendency to always explain myself because I fear to have a conflict like that happen or like not necessarily a conflict like between my parents but just a conflict in general. So if I notice right away that someone is not happy like maybe that's why I always feel like 
I need to explain myself to like kind of like make up an ex- not an excuse but like kind of like make up for it be like no 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 like this is why I did this or no 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 like I did this because of this and it's not your fault or like it's not because of you I feel like that's a a trauma response I don't know I don't know is there a therapist listening because if there is I would really like if you answer my question and hit me up <laughs> Because I'm going, I'm just reading a Twitter thread and, and and like reacting to it live. And it may be right, it may be wrong. I don't know. But let's, let's scroll on. So basically, okay, the first part of the thread was dissecting why am I so terrified of unintentionally hurting someone's feelings and always wanting to explain myself. And then this person connected to why they or why they think it was connected to them seeing their parents fight all the time. And I just want to reiterate that, like, even though I resonate with this, like, I know that everyone's experiences are different. And just because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings doesn't mean that your parents fought and traumatized you. I just feel like that was my or that was a result of my trauma response and trying to avoid that as possible. And I think I see that honestly in my romantic relationship as well. I just would rather not. And I know that's not healthy either. Like it's not. You like conflict is a thing that you need to have to grow. But I just feel like the way my parents did it was not healthy, especially because it was in front of me. But why I think that connects to me wanting to not only avoid hurting other people's feelings, but also sugarcoating things or trying to avoid any statements that sound ac- accusatory or like like if I'm accusing them and kind of like trying to, how do you say it, like um, bring down or diffuse the moment or I kind of like basically I don't want it to to escalate, de-escalate, um, and I just, even though, like, I try my best to, like, make people comfortable, I just, I have to realize, and this is what the thread said, too, that not everyone deserves that from me, and I, that's where the boundaries part of this episode comes in, because I think it's okay to be that way, like, even though sometimes I hate the way that I am, like that or like I hate being like that because it makes me come off like a pushover or like a doormat but it's okay to be like that because not everyone's like that and it's actually kind of rare that people are like that and it's a gem to be in my opinion gentle of people's feelings and like having empathy and connecting with others However, that's where the boundaries part of this episode comes in because I feel like I need a lot more practice on knowing when to do that to people and when not to do that to people and to stand up with my or stand up for myself. Not everyone deserves that from me. And in order to protect myself and my feelings, my emotions, and just like my personal space, I need to set those boundaries. So before I get into more of like 
the boundaries part of the thread. I do want to mention like a couple instances here and there that have pushed me more to grow towards that because obviously, like I said, I feel like I was a doormat literally to everyone. And what sucks is that even my family took advantage of me. And I feel like my close friends know this already. Or those of you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted the, I tweeted about this once and I got like a lot of reactions from it. I had aunts who took advantage of me and just took advantage of like how nice I was. And they knew I wouldn't say anything or do anything to stand up for myself. So in one instance, I was young. I was young. I think I was in fourth grade, fifth grade. And I went to a trip with my aunt. And this aunt, and again, let me remind you, I was young, okay? And this aunt went up to me to tell me to pay for my own food on this trip and it's like you know like i said i was in fifth grade come on like are you really gonna ask a fifth grader to pay for their own food like i think they knew my parents gave me money but obviously it was i'm a kid like if i give my kid money it's for them to spend how they want and if the adult wants money contributed to the lunch they go to the adult aka the mother me but why would you go (laughs) i don't know it still cracks me up that that was a thing that happened to me but of course i let it happen and i didn't say anything because i thought they were an adult like i need to listen to them and then another aunt another and this situation actually was recent so i was an adult already um however like I said, I'm still growing. And I think I, I, so I did stand up for myself this time because like I said, many doormat situations later, I did manage to like grow a little from it, but not all the way to my goal yet. However, this one instance, another aunt who is not my aunt anymore, or I don't consider them that, but they started antagonizing me for like another problem that went on in the family that had nothing to do with me but they basically like embarrassed me in front of everyone at a party and like I said I'm growing so I didn't do anything at the moment however I did take it upon myself to say something to her which is something I wouldn't have done before so I did tell her something and although this person's not my family anymore they kind of handled it pretty childishly um but I stood up for myself and I made it clear that I did not like what they did to me and that was a big progress to me I don't know I like I was I was surprised about myself I was like I cannot believe I said something to this person because this person everyone was scared to everyone still is everyone is scared to talk to this person and honestly, like after that moment, I was like, I'm like, why? <laughs> like this, this is not an adult, clearly, who handles things like an adult. But I, I actually like felt good about myself, at least even though it wasn't all the way at the moment, I still said what I needed to say. And that person knows. So I feel like I'm still growing in that aspect. But those were just a couple moments 
of like doormat moments that made me realize that it's not just people you don't know it could be your own family like taking advantage of you and I needed to start sending boundaries and standing up for myself so when I continued on into the thread even the person in the thread said that it truly is a blessing to be spoken to with such softness on every occasion but it's important to know like who deserves that and who doesn't and that's why I feel like I resonated with this thread a lot and it also taught me to not over like use a lot of words or sugarcoat things like I said with that other person I didn't sugarcoat anything like I actually spoke straight through bluntly what I felt and that's also what this person in this thread said that they learned how to stop overextending and this is quote unquote stop overextending and using so many damn words to say such a simple thing they also said how they stopped apologizing for the boundaries that they set for themselves and they stopped putting other people's comfort and feelings before their own and that really resonated with me especially with those situations that i told you before because putting other people's comfort and feelings before my own is very toxic to myself and hinders my growth personally and that's something that I'm still working on to this day even with my romantic relationship it's not like bad it's just that like I guess because of all those life events accumulated over time I just got so used to like putting other people's comfort before mine and like sugarcoating things and trying to like beat around the bush and I feel like I just got so accustomed to it that I even do it onto my partner and my even my partner my boyfriend is like you know why are you doing that like you can just be straight up with me and that's just something I'm still working on um I just didn't realize that it was just so built in me like I sometimes I do it without even realizing like like for example, I'm not going to say in a specific example, but let's just say I feel like, and this is just my thought process. Let's just say I think my boyfriend is going to be mad that I'm out with my friends and he texts me where I'm at. I'll probably be like, oh, I came to visit a friend. And then I'll like, let's say time goes by and he asks me again or like if I'm going home and let's say like I'm not gonna go home I'll be like oh like maybe in a little bit like I don't know yet even though like it's set already that I'm not gonna go home like I don't know if that makes sense but like I don't know why I get like that like I just am worried that they're gonna get mad and there's gonna be a conflict where you know at the end he just tells me like just to tell him straight up and it's something that I'm working on and it is toxic actually so that is just another thing about people pleasing I feel like it's connected to that because like I said I beat around the bush because I worry about how they're gonna react and to get it away from my romantic relationship because it's not necessarily that I feel these in my romantic relationship it's just more so like with everyday interactions with either friends or work especially with work I feel like 
it also trying to people please and sugarcoat and thinking about other people's you know feelings makes you a yes man and that's something that i don't want to be and i definitely real i definitely see when i am being a yes man and it's something that i need to work on because it also drains me and i'm just thinking of instances about like like let's say friends are like let's go here and then the weekend after let's go here or if another person says oh let's meet up like i haven't seen you in a while and then family the next day is like no but you need to be here like it's blah blah blah's birthday and then the next day like i have homework due i need to do stuff for myself but then the next day someone else is you know you get the picture like that's just a lot of stuff to do and it drains me so if I saw myself being a yes man and saying yes to everything, but then internally it was breaking me down and I wasn't giving people my all, if that makes sense. And in the end, I realized that I need to stop apologizing for my boundaries and decisions that I make. And that's still an ongoing process, like I said, and I just need to learn from my mistakes and not overthink. Oh my God, I feel like overthinking itself is a whole other topic like a whole other episode topic i feel like overthinking leads to a lot of things and i think i talked about in a previous episode that overthinking leads to imposter syndrome and this in this instance overthinking can also lead to blurring your boundaries you know so i don't know what do you guys think i feel like boundary setting is very hard to do but it's very important and not just sending it, but I think the harder part is to respect it, to keep them up, and to remember them. And I feel like that's really important when it comes to people pleasing. This thread said it, or it ended the thread by saying, It's really just a trauma response in which conflict and friction cause me great anxiety that I'd rather avoid. Even in small doses, it can freak me out. Plus, people can be really mean, unprovoked at times. So yeah, I'm overly nice in any attempt to avoid responses that stress me out. And honestly, like that's the that's the message of the podcast. <laughs> no, I I like I said, I this is my podcast. I wanted to put my perspective, but I feel like sh- this person said it perfectly. I have bad anxiety and that anxiety stems from I feel like my childhood there were so much so many conflicts in my childhood that I just I would do so much to avoid it now in my adulthood and that's not healthy either um and I feel like that's where people pleasing stems from I wonder how other people see people pleasing let me know like hit me up or comment on like the Instagram post when you're done hearing this episode I wonder how people-pleasing looks to other people or like why they think they do it because I've heard of some other people say that it mainly comes from like validation like maybe they don't get a lot of validation from their family or from their partner and I get that too like I understand that I understand like wanting to seek that validation from other people that's why this topic intrigued me because it resonated with with me but now that i'm talking about it i'm like wait not everyone goes through that same trauma when they're little 
but there's still other people pleasers who had better upbringings so i feel like there's different like roots that can come up from people pleasing if that makes sense i don't know i wonder i really do see the validation one being one of them but i don't think i resonate with that one i definitely resonate with the one i just spent like 40 minutes talking about um i hope i hope that made sense and i hope that this like kind of gave you or whoever's listening if they resonate with this i hope that it maybe gave them a little uplift or a little like community to know that they can always reach out to me because i feel like a lot i feel like it's common i know a lot of people who've gone through conflicts in their childhood when it came to their parents but that's mainly my family i don't know maybe it's just my family (laughs) like maybe my family's just that dysfunctional (laughs) like raise your hand if you've been personally victimized by my family (laughs) i i already know some hands are gonna be going up i know it the listeners my cousins no i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i know it's common but i also see the validation aspect of people pleasing i'm interested to hear other perspectives maybe this should have been a guest episode because i feel like i need another person to bounce off to be like like do you people please a lot of my friends don't (laughs) actually wait maybe that maybe that sounded made them sound like a bitch no i feel like a lot of my friends like don't give a shit about people's feelings (laughs) wait i'm not I'm not, I'm not making this any better. What I mean is that I feel like a lot of my friends stand up for themselves way easily than I do. And I feel like they have a more like, I don't give a fuck attitude, which is something that I really want in regards to like people who don't give a shit about me either. Because I like, I don't think I mentioned this earlier. But like a lot of my people pleasing like is done with pe- two people who don't deserve it, who don't give a shit about me, who d- won't do the same towards me, who won't give me that raise A at work or B, who won't give me that friendship back or reciprocate that friendship or a C, who don't love me like the family member, you know, would. And it's just a weird thing that made me or like a weird epiphany, I guess, that I had when reading this thread. That was my little drunk, I'm not drunk, but that little like tipsy conversation about people pleasing and setting boundaries. I hope that made sense. I hope that was insightful, uh, something to list, like to resonate towards, I guess. And if you don't resonate with it, I hope it's like a good conversation started with me because I'm open to talk about it. I feel like it's a very interesting topic. It's something that I still am working towards and something that I'm dissecting. And to be honest, something that I sometimes resent about myself. And I know that's like not a good thing to feel. Like I said earlier, it should be a good trait that I'm proud of, but I do need to control it. Um, So yeah, that was my little spiel on people pleasing and setting boundaries. And I'm interested to hear about your perspective. Like I said, this is a 
This is my perspective. This is a 20-something podcast. So maybe my perspective on people-pleasing and setting boundaries will be different when I'm in my 30s. I I feel like when I turn 30, I'm going to have my life together. I'm going to be able to stand up for myself. I just can't wait for that. But as of now, I'm 26. I'm still going through it. And I still need help setting those boundaries and standing up for myself but i'm working on it so thank you for being my therapist this week i i feel like i just needed to talk about this because a i'm sick and i've been in my room all day b i'm still unemployed i've been rejected a lot of times that's a whole other topic i don't may or may not talk about and c i just resonated a lot with that thread and wanted to talk about it with some wine so thank you for hearing me out and again thank you for staying to the end even though my voice is all ronca it's i'm sick i don't sound the same i swear if this is your first episode i do not sound like this i usually sound better i promise thank you again for just supporting me honestly i didn't mention this earlier i was going to mention it in my next episode because i just had a lot to say in this one but Thanks to you guys, my ad that I usually put in here finally gave me $10. (laughs) So thank you. That's enough, I think, for a wine. So I think whenever I cash that out and buy the wine, it's going to be a celebratory episode. And it was all thanks to you guys listening, tuning in every week, and just being my therapist or even being a guest. I have some guest plans for like later episodes but i haven't confirmed those yet but i will have guests on again soon and if you're interested hit me up i'm open for more guests make sure to follow my instagram and twitter for the podcast at the chatty fox pod and make sure that if you're liking it leave me a five star review because five star reviews really go a long a long way for me And make sure you tune in next week for another episode. I will be feeling a lot better, I swear. And my voice will be a lot better. The wine will taste better. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. The wine tasted good. But I feel like when I'm not sick, it will taste better. So thank you guys again. And I'll see you next week. Bye.